Welcome. Thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. Glad to have you guys here tonight. Um, and for Brooke, who is maybe one of the only ones listening on live stream, hey Brooke, everybody turn around and say hi, Brooke. <laughs> Kyle, why don't you say hi? Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so tonight got something that I want to talk to you guys about that I think apply to just about everybody in here. But before I get started and before I share our key verse with you tonight, I want to start off with a little video. Aiden, can you roll that video for me, please? Why don't you go help your father? Really? Can I? Yes. Watch the traffic here, okay? It was the first time that it had been suggested that I go help my father with anything. What are you doing here? Uh, Mom, Mom said I should help. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Okay, sit down here. Squat down. Yeah, that's that. Hey, I'll hold this here. Oh, not that way, not that way. Go on, come on, Rattrap. Pull it like this, eh? Oh, like this. Here, I want to put the nuts in it. Okay, there we are. Nice four of them. And we got it! Ha, 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 ha! right there. There it is. For one brief moment, I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of dirty words, the F-dash-dash-dash word. What did you say? That's what I thought you said. In the car. Go on. It was all over. I was dead. What would it be? The guillotine hanging, the chair, the rack, the Chinese water torture? <laughs> Mere child's play compared to what surely awaited me. Everything go all right? I didn't want to show the whole clip, yeah. Have you guys ever seen that? You ever seen a Christmas story? It is a it is quite a classic. So tonight we're gonna to be talking about foul language. Now that might be a funny example. <laughs> Yay! That might be a funny example, but how many of you let a word slip from time to time? Oh. I think we can all we're all a little bit guilty of that. We let a word slip from time to time. Maybe we drop something, we stub our toe, something doesn't go our way, whatever the case is. Some of you let those words slip when you're just in a conversation with me. I'm like, oh, all right. Now, when that word slips from time to time, where does that word come from? How does that word get into your vocabulary so that when something happens that displeases you, your brain goes into your 
vocabulary, your dictionary inside of your head and pulls out that word or a word that would be considered a foul word, a cuss word, whatever, how do those get in your dictionary? What's that? Well, yeah, but even to develop a habit, it's got to get there, right? So hearing it, right? And you can hear those kind of words from all kinds of places. We can hear foul language, dirty jokes, all manner of this kind of stuff from all over the place. Movie, TV, uh, movies, TV, books, friends, all over the place, right? So it's next to impossible, unless you're living as a monk on a mountaintop somewhere, not to hear words like this, right? Just like we've talked about in the past, it's next to impossible not to see things that you shouldn't see, even by accident, okay? So, we know that we live in a fallen world, and that's fair enough to say. So you can say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, and that's fair enough. Accidents happen, repent, ask God for forgiveness, and you move on. Now, how many of you talk like this on a regular basis? Because that's what I want to address tonight. Not the occasional slip-up. And also, for somebody who has been maybe recently saved, somebody that has not been saved for very long, you're still trying to renew your mind, and you're still trying to put away those old things the way that you used to act. I have more tolerance and grace for someone who I know used to talk like that all the time. They just got saved, and they are still, it's just, it, it's a habit, right? And they say it takes, what, seven, there's there certain things, seven days to break a habit, seven weeks to break a habit, something. It takes, I don't know what the numbers are, it takes longer to break a bad habit than it does to start a bad habit, okay? It takes longer to break a cycle of uh, poor word choices than it does to start that. If you're hanging out with friends and that's the way they talk, it is so easy for you to jump right into that and speak that way and talk that way, okay? So if that is you, if you're somebody who's maybe been recently saved or within the last year or two and that's something that you're still growing in and developing in and trying to change, man, I'm right, you know, power to you. I'm glad that you're you're trying to change and that you are giving that to God to make that change in your life. Now, for those of you who have been Christians for a longer period, maybe since you were younger, and if that's the way that you speak or those are the kind of things that you say, and like I said, we're not just talking about one word. We're not just talking about the seven dirty words that you can't say. We're not talking about, I'm not, I don't want to pigeonhole it to just those few things. I'm talking about, you know, um, just speaking profanely about people speaking rudely or disrespectfully about people, these kind of words that come out of our mouths, you know, rude, crude, uh, inappropriate jokes, and, uh, you know, inappropriate stories about people or about things, whatever the case is, these things should not be coming out of our mouths, okay? I want you to turn, if you've got your Bibles, your phones, turn to Colossians chapter 3, and this is, where, this is going to be our key verse for tonight or our key passage for tonight, okay? Colossians chapter 3. If you don't have your Bible, number one, I would encourage you to bring it with you every single week. If you don't have it tonight, it's up on the screen. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, let your sights, excuse me, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm going to stop there for a quick second. 
you died to your old life, your new life is with Christ in God. Now I want you to ask yourself, could you see Christ speaking profanely about someone else? Could you see Christ spreading dirty, foul rumors about other people or speaking in foul language to other people, even just nonchalantly telling a joke, whatever the case is? I certainly can't. And Jesus is to be our example. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. We are going to share in the glory of Jesus Christ. Our conduct, how we conduct ourselves, how we speak to other people matters, okay? So put to death the sinful earthly things that are lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Because these sins, the anger, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to be these you used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior slander, which would be like gossiping, telling wrong and bad things about people, slander, dirty and dirty language, filthy, foul language. Don't let that come out of your mouth. Now, I want to say at the outset, do not feel condemned. This is a habit that you have gotten into, and I've heard several of you speak this way, even right here in this very youth room. I don't think you thought I was nearby or, what, or that you thought an adult was nearby or whatever, but I've heard these words used, all right? heard crass things spoken right here and it's so easy to fall into that rut and to fall into that habit of being speaking that way around friends or hearing people speak that way maybe you've got some friends that you play video games with online or whatever you don't even know them in person and yet they speak that way and so all of a sudden those are the words that are coming out of your mouth that are in your mind that shouldn't be there And then in Colossians, if you go down just a little bit, Colossians, still in chapter 3, verse 16, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. When we fill our lives with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we fill our lives with God's word, when we meditate on God's word, when we work every day to renew our minds, these things will fill our mouths less and less. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever, now listen to this. Are you ready for this? Verse 17, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Say that with me. Whatever I do or say, try that again. Whatever I do or say, I will do it as a representative of Jesus. So whatever you do or say, how you conduct yourself matters. How you conduct yourself matters. As believers, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to conduct ourselves differently from the world. I don't want you to walk in judgment of your friends who are not Christians. I don't want you to thumb your nose at them or hold your head up at them or be haughty or rude or prudish or anything like that. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to be different. 
I want you to be different. Holly, you started working at Monocles pretty recently, right? How's it going? Pretty good? Good? We've seen you there numerous times. We probably go a little bit too much, or did before the fast anyway. Uh, and she's out there. She's working hard. She's working behind the register usually. I don't know. Do you ever go out and do like waitressing on the floor or anything? Just back in the kitchen, right? Okay. Let me ask you this. Is everybody you work with a Christian? No. Have you heard things from time to time that would probably make your mom blush? Yes. Okay. When I worked, uh, now obviously now I work at the church, but I held numerous jobs uh, as I was growing up. There was a few jobs that I worked where, oh my gosh, just the language some of these people would use were awful. I used to work uh, on construction sites, and the guys would just talk so foul and use language that was so foul. used to work in, uh, at a hotel. Me and a friend of mine used to work at a hotel, and so we would do banquets and stuff like that. So I'd be back in the kitchen, clearing dishes, doing whatever, and the cook would just be like tossing out cuss words or whatever, or actually cussing at me just because, like, you know, I'm a perfect worker, so I didn't do anything wrong or do anything to deserve being cussed out, but it would use that language towards me. Now, what could I do? I have a choice to make, right? Because at that time, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian, okay? And I have a choice to make. I can participate in that. I think I was a Christian. Was I a Christian when I worked at the hotel? I don't remember. I'm trying to remember what year I worked at. Yeah, I was, my senior year. Yeah, no, I was a Christian. I was a believer. Because I remember that's one of the things the cook would make fun of me about is being a Christian and being all goody-two-shoes or whatever the case is. Anyway, so I had a choice to make. I could, because I don't, I don't want to get made fun of. I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be part of the, you know, the person not involved in a conversation or whatever. So I could have used the same language. I could have talked about the same crass things and whatever. And I'm sure there were times when I did a little bit. I probably gave into that. Nobody's perfect. But I could have just done that every time I worked so that I could be part of the, the group, part of the conversation, didn't want to be left out, or I could choose to stand apart. Stand apart for God. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't try to get into the conversations and try to um, uh, be a light and be a witness just by being different. Does that make sense? So, Holly, just because those people speak that way at your job, and I'm only picking on Holly just because I happen to make eye contact with her, but just because those people speak that way at your job, does that mean that you have to speak that way? Absolutely not. Now, because those people speak that way and you know that you shouldn't speak that way, do you quit your job? No, right? We don't want to remove salt and light. We don't want to remove a godly influence from the equation. We want to continue to be a godly influence, right? And we are not going to be a godly influence on people around us if we speak and act the way that they do. Does that make sense? You guys, do you guys catch what I'm putting out there? Smell what I'm stepping in? If we don't act differently, if we just act the same way the world acts and speaks the same way the world speaks, we're not going to be any different than the world. We will severely limit our impact for Jesus. Okay? You are representatives of the Lord. You are a representative. When we have a representative from our nation, from our country, go to another country, they're not just one person going to another country to talk to a foreign leader or talk to another representative or, a, or whatever the case is. What are they? They are, a, they are a literal living representation of an entire nation. So we send our, let's say we send our UN ambassador. You guys ever seen Nikki Haley? She's our, well, she was. She, she just stepped down this at the end of last year. 
Nikki Haley was a fantastic ambassador, United States ambassador to the UN. So she would go to these huge UN assemblies, okay? So you've got this big round room where all these people, all these representatives are sitting from every country in the world, countries you've never even heard of, all right? All dressed the way they dress, their cultural dress, whatever to make them look, whatever the case is, right? They've all got the headphones on, so when somebody's talking, there's an interpreter going in their ear. Um, so this huge group, right? Now, Nikki Haley is one person. She's probably got a team of people with her, but she is our representative to the United Nations, or was. So she goes, and when she's sitting in this chair, it's not Nikki Haley sitting in that chair. Her nameplate does not just say Nikki Haley. It says United States. This one person sitting in that chair speaking for the entire country. You, you get that? So Nikki Haley, when she addresses the United Nations, when she addresses the full assembly of every, a representative of every nation in the entire world that's there, that's represented in the United Nations, she's not just speaking from herself. She's speaking on behalf of our president, our government, our entire nation. She is a representative of the United States. When we conduct ourselves outside of church, outside of home, when we are working with people, or even in the home, wherever you're at, when we are working with people, when we are at school with our classmates, in class, wherever we're at, on the football field, on the basketball court, whatever it is, you are a representative of the kingdom of God. Your name tag no longer just says your name, right? Holly, when you go in and you punch the clock for work, do you punch a clock or do you just like swipe a card or something? Or you just say, hey, Bob, I'm here. What is it? What? It's all on the computer. Okay, whatever. So you go in, you clock in for work. Your name tag doesn't just say Holly. It says Holly, representative of the kingdom of God. Now, the other people don't see that name tag necessarily, but you know it, right? And hopefully they see a difference in you, right? So when we walk, wherever we're going, we are a representative of the kingdom of God. So what we say, what we do matters. If Nikki Haley says something that's inappropriate, if Nikki Haley does something that's inappropriate, if she goes to the United Nations and she's throwing food at people and treating people rude or whatever, what are they going to say? Oh, Nikki Haley's rude. Oh, no, it's going to reflect. They're going to say, the United States is rude. They're just rude people because she's representing the rest of us, right? Okay, does that make sense? When we go out there, we are representing the kingdom of God. Do you know how many people never became Christians because they saw how a Christian lived and it did not represent the kingdom of God? The conduct with which that person lived their lives did not properly reflect the kingdom of God. So that person says, why would I be a Christian? Because they're living the same way I'm living. They speak the same way I speak. I don't see any victory or anything going on in their lives that is not already going on in my life. There's no difference. Why would I want that? We need to be good representatives of the kingdom of God. I'm going to share a few more verses with you real quick, all right? They're going to go quick, but I'll have them in the email so you can, for you to reference later, or if you want to write them down, get a pen or whatever, or catch me after service and I'll give them to you, all right? They're going to be real quick. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now listen to this. This is an if-then statement. Remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. If this, then that. 
So if, if you let God transform you into a new person by the changing of the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Do you know how many people I've talked to that said, I just wish I knew God's will for my life. I just wish I knew God's will for my life. If you let him transform you, if you allow God to work in your heart and in your life to change the way you live and conduct yourself, then you will know God's will for you. Then your mind will be focused on what is true and what is good. Then you can know God's will for you. That's huge right there. I don't know about you, but that's huge. How many of you would like to know God's will for your life? How many would you like to know that you're going in the right direction? and that you're not just spinning your wheels in life, getting nowhere. I would. And I'm a little bit disappointed I don't see more hands raised, to be honest with you. I think everybody wants in some, some way, shape, or form to know what God's will is for your life. God, am I picking the right college? Is this the right direction to go? Am I picking the right career choice? Am I picking the right classes? Am I, I mean, anything from big to small, we want God to be, to be guiding us and leading us, and we want to know God's will for our lives. Ephesians 4.29, Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. We can have encouraging words or we can have foul words. We can encourage someone and lift them up with the words that we speak, with the things that we say, the stories that we tell, or we can tear someone down. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4. <clears throat> Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Let there be thankfulness to God. Those kind of things aren't for you. Obscene jokes, coarse language, those are not for you. Those are not for the believer. Those are not for the children of God. Those are not for the representatives of the kingdom of God. Those aren't for you. You let the world talk that way. You let the world act that way and speak that way and conduct themselves that way. You be different. You be different. Almost done here. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 7. Don't participate in the things that these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful to even talk about what things that ungodly people do in secret. And last one, Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Remember we talked about at the beginning? That vocabulary, that dictionary, that glossary, all those terms that you use that make you sound pretty cool, but really you know you probably shouldn't be using them. Right? Where's that come from? The Bible says that comes from dark, darkness. 
God has placed inside of us a new heart, new spirit. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. So from out of that well of a good heart, good things need to be coming out of our mouths. Because if bad things are coming out of our mouths, I can tell you where it's coming from. It's not coming from God. It's not coming from God. So we want to make sure that we conduct ourselves as representatives of the kingdom of God, as children of God, as believers, as Christians. This is our responsibility. Now, is that going to be easy? Not necessarily. There may be times when it gets you made fun of. There may be times when you feel left out of conversations and stories and rumors that you would really love to be a part of, but we have a decision to make. Every day is full of decisions. What am I going to wear? What am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to... You know, uh, am I going to leave on time for school? Whatever the case is, there are literally hundreds of decisions, if not thousands of decisions that you make every single day. Some of them you have to think about, and some of, some of them are almost automatic, subconscious decisions that you make. Turn left and not right, whatever. You know what I mean? This is simply another decision that we make, but it's a necessary and required decision to act appropriately as children of God as representatives of the kingdom of God. All right? All right. So I hope that that bless you tonight. I hope that you got something out of those verses tonight. I hope that God is working something in your heart because I know that there are some of you maybe that, uh, that that was speaking too personally, okay? That maybe some of you need to change the way you speak, the way you talk to people, the way you talk about people. So be that as it may. If you have any questions about that or if you want those verses, catch me after service. I'm going to go ahead. Worship team, you guys can come on up. I'm going to go ahead and close us in prayer. Everybody stand up with me. So before we enter into worship, I want to pray. And if there, is, if there are any of you in this room, and you don't have to be ashamed about it, you don't have to be shy about it, nothing. If you say, you know what, Matt, that really hit me dead center. I know that there's some things that I talk about. There's some things that I say that I shouldn't be, and I, I want God to work in my life. I want God to renew my mind, renew my thinking in those areas, and I want to pray with you on that. If that's you, as we begin to worship, as we get into worship, I want you to come up here. I'm going to pray with you. I'm just going to basically be, I'm going to pray in agreement with you for God to help you make those changes, okay? For God to give you strength and wisdom and boldness to make those changes, okay? So don't, be, don't, don't feel like you're going to walk up here and people be like, oh, I wonder how they talk or what words they... Don't worry about it. Who cares? Everybody in here has got things to work on. Don't be shy in coming up and getting prayer for something that you want God to change in your life, all right? For the rest of you, I want you to be thinking of how God wants to change the way that you speak. As we worship together, understand that, that we, have a, we have a precious duty to represent the kingdom of God, to represent Jesus Christ among people that we are around every single day. Not only is that a big responsibility, but it's a requirement as children of God. And I know you guys are up for the task, up for the challenge, because you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. So as we worship tonight, worship with all your heart. And for those of you who need prayer, come on up.